Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uprise Radio is recorded on the unceded lands of the Rwandari and Bunurung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Aboriginal elders past, present and emerging and stand in solidarity with all those resisting the ongoing colonial project of Settler Australia. It always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. This little girl lost her doll on the muddy road. She came from behind and pulled at my arm. I said, I'm sorry, I have not seen it. She said, please call 911. I said, little one, it is a doll. It is her only friend, and so I dialed 911. They said, Hello, what is the problem? I said, I'm a little concerned, a little doll has gone. They hung up the phone and told me to tell the girl to buy another one. Thousands of tears came sprawling out of her cupid eyes. We're both just there, standing there, wet from the rain in Coventry. I had just finished digesting dinner in a Thai restaurant. I was there on my own, comfort eating. I knew I had dinner saved for me at home. I said, okay, well, we will search the streets until you find the dog. Through this night, no sign of this storm. We even went by the ring roads. In case it fell out the window. You are listening to Uprise Radio on 3CR. Becoming a parent during COVID was garden variety common. I mean, what else do you do when you're stuck indoors all day? It happened to our next guest, Rose Callahan. On top of being a hilarious, intelligent, alluring, bisexual Scorpio with her very own pea plates, she is also now a mother to a baby and a mother to a brand new comedy show entitled Young, Dumb and Full of Mum. It has its Melbourne debut as part of the reborn Melbourne International Comedy Festival this April 4th. That is next Monday. And Rose, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I love that intro. It was really good. I stole your own bio, so I'm glad yeah, you, you liked left it. Up, <laughs> you left out the bit about the E-cup boobs, but I get it because it would be weird if you said that. 
to the start of the interview, but I did write that in the bio. You have correctly my analyzed show. my prudish British tastes. <laughs> yes. And that's why I really respect you. And that's why you're an ally. So thank you. I uh, appreciate your respect. Um, yeah. So as I said, like becoming a parent in the early 2020s is like totally common. People got fancy mm-hmm. dogs and had babies during lockdown. But ideologically, it's a strange, exciting, confusing time to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I would say we're in a period of profound change when it comes to gender roles and identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting to reign as a fellow young parent. Uh, did people during your pregnancy just tell you what gender your baby would be by rubbing your belly and things like that? I feel like because of lockdown, I really didn't have to tolerate too much of that, um, uh, you know, like busting in on my personal space that much. Um, so by the time, like, I was seeing people, like, yeah, I already knew what sex the baby was, but gender as we all know, is a construct really. So, yes. So they weren't doing any of that stuff like, oh, what? Oh, if you, I don't know. What do they say? It's like, oh, if, the, if it's lumpy at the top, it's a boy or whatever. They weren't doing that to me. But they are obsessed with what gender or sex your baby is, which is kind of weird in 2022. Because, of course, they should wait for the reveal party that you would have had. Exactly. The gender reveal party that I did and that I researched on Pinterest for days and days because it had to be perfect. Okay. Um, Otherwise, the Instagram photos won't be good enough, you know. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I need to show that I have a perfect life and I need my perfect, I need my perfect pregnancy announcement on Instagram. I need my perfect gender reveal photos. It's all part of the journey. Did you hire a blue pickup truck to do, um, kind of genitalia shaped donuts out the front of your house? Yes, exactly. And then I hired an army tank, um, and you know, a submarine and guns, other things that played a bond marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I, um, I hired a fake prime minister to um, oh, Scott you know, destroy the environment <laughs> and um, to destroy um, women's rights and things like that. Just all of that classic boy stuff that, you know, we love to celebrate. But yeah, I got clothes from, I got hand-me-down clothes and um, my family member was like, don't worry, like I've taken out all the pink stuff because <laughs> it's a boy and we can't have a boy wearing pink. I'm like, okay all right, I actually don't mind. But, yeah, people flip out if, like, um, yeah, if you put your kid in, like, something that's pink and it's a boy. Yeah, it's crazy. We had a lot of, we like, just, you know, people say, oh, you know, are you having a boy or a girl? We just, like, say, oh, well, we'll know when we ask them, you know, like we, and people just hated that response, particularly people of a certain yeah. generation. Have you? How are you navigating it now that, your child is in the world and you know the other day I had a like a seven-year-old neighbor interrogating my daughter Siggy whether she was a boy or a girl like he was asking her no just you know tell me you know and asking my partner Mm. tell me you know I just need to know and finally you know my partner was like are you asking whether Sigrid has a vulva or a penis is that what you really (laughs) want to know and he was like yes and yeah like (laughs) how have you yeah how have you navigated all of that well, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I'll just, he's a boy until if, 
and he, unless one day he's like, I'm not that, I'll just go with that. But yeah, I do have friends that are like refer to kids as they and them, but I'm just like just going in the middle. But he like, Freddie's not old enough to like, he's not really talking yet. So he can't really have those, you know, difficult discussions with people about what his genitalia is. But soon he'll get there. Um, um, does that answer the question? Rosa, obviously you've taken the name of your comedy festival show from one of the great films of um, Point Break. I wondered, you know, were you thinking about, you know, watching that film and, and wanting to take uh, baby names from the film as well? Because there's, there's some fantastic names within that show. That I love across? that film. I actually forgot that that um, phrase, young, dumb and full of cum. I forgot that that was from that movie which is funny because, like, I was just talking about that movie the other day and how much I love it because I love Keanu Reeves. Like, I used to be obsessed with Keanu Reeves when I was um, when I was in, like, high school. But, yeah. Wait, is Bodhi one of the names? Yep. Yeah. I, oh, I missed out. Mm. What are the other names? I don't remember. You're putting James on the spot here. I mean, Bodhi, like, you can't really – go past that that's the tree that the buddha found enlightenment under isn't it the bodhi tree is it i think that's where the name comes from like with names like when i was trying to pick a name it's like all the names that i liked when i was a kid for boys or whatever were like they have all been used up in the last like five years for some reason everybody who's my age was like oh max Hugh, Xavier, whatever. And I don't know, it's so weird, like how these names come through in cycles. But I bet you if you go back to like, I don't know, like a sitcom in the early 90s, that it was all from like home improvement and like neighbours in home and away or something. You know what I mean? There's something Mm. in our culture that like embedded those names in our head and then everybody my age who has kids just goes, Oh, I think this name. So it's hard to pick a unique name. Johnny Utah was Keanu's name. Oh, yeah, Johnny Utah. I was going to say, that means going to be a lot of toadies running around. (laughs) Yes, toadies. I remember at one point I knew like three or four Zeldas, like Zelda. I mean, obviously I guess it's from like the video game or whatever. Yeah, Toby, Max, Xavier. I feel like there's a massive proliferation at the moment of uh, aged care home names like Evelyn and Ida and Ruth and you know all these particularly in girls names there's this real return to like early 20th century names I'm not sure what's driving that old-fashioned names well I read um I think they talk about it in in, um you know the book Freakonomics I do I think it's in that book where they talk about like names and like how people name their kids and uh, I mean it's a bit Weird, but anyway, this is in the states, and it was like this cycle where like rich people would call their their kids certain names, and then twenty years later, people that were poorer would call their kids the same names, but with weird spelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like Jacinta with a H on the end, or yeah. um, I don't know, Madison with a Z, or you know. People ask I don't me know sometimes how. if my name is spelt with an X, 
and I just like to give them withering looks about that. Oh, mm. yeah, that would be cool. And you're like, yeah, and I'm a pro rollerblader, man. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you go like X with your hands and then you like go and do a big jump off something. You like, should go with that. Tubular dude. Just jacks. Yeah. Jacks. Yeah. Jacks. Go, go I'm built like that. Um, that. Johnny Utah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat character. Mm. Jacks. You know, the steel art. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on, uh, what kind of role did Freddy, which is the name you chose, a fine name, mm-hmm. I say, um, did Freddy play in the creation of this show? You know, are you going to give him a co-writing credit? Not really. He's really hasn't. He's been really slacking off. I'm like, <laughs> what do you think? Is that a good tag? Like, I don't know. Does that fit? Like, I don't know. I like it, but is it punchy enough? And he's just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> Not very helpful at all. Good but sounding really boards, like... though, aren't they, infants? Like They, they can listen yeah. to you all day. He's just like... <laughs> Sometimes um, Melbourne crowds can be hard to get, you know, a loud sort of response. It could be trying exactly. to replicate that. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he is louder, you know. He just sit, he sits there and crosses his hands and nods and goes like... His eyes are just saying mm-hmm. like, mm, interesting. It's like, well, if your mouth could like... Make laughter. That would be. I would appreciate that, Freddie. You know, like oh, Try okay. harder. <laughs> yeah. Be a better audience member. He's just like, mm, interesting. Oh, okay. That is a good. That is an interesting nuanced take on the socioeconomic environment at the moment. Oh, mm. Melbourne crowds. God. Do you know? It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Jazz. Um. What is it? Clicking. Whatever. No, not. No, it's a, is that a spoken word thing? Yeah, yep. Yes, yes. I went to a I went to a spoken word competition once. Very funny. I mean, <laughs> good luck. I I respect everybody, but it is funny. It's just I can't take it seriously as an art form because I'm a comedian. It's all very serious, and I'm incapable of that. Poetry is a courageous art form, just like stand-up comedy. Different responses, though, I think. Jackson writes daily poetry. I try to. I wouldn't say it's daily. Occasional. I actually wrote one last week on Friday about the war in Ukraine, and it was the first time ever that I didn't get a single response via email or in person across the day from any colleagues. And um, I realised, rereading it, it was just horrendously bleak. And anyone who... And I've shown it to a few people since, and they were just like, you should never, ever send something like that again. Wait, you send it to people at work? <laughs> yeah, I just haven't been stopped. You know, it's one of those weird instances where, like, I get given this mm. job where I have to do like whole company communication, and I just wanted to jazz it up a bit. You know, with sometimes yeah. I share like a podcast or an article, and sometimes I share some of my own original depressing poetry about and the war in Ukraine. about the war in Ukraine. <laughs> and Is something uh, for your Friday. Yeah, something for your Friday, and yeah, we got the response that perhaps it deserved. Have you ever thought about just doing, you know, entry level, base level, just memes that like a dog that's like, oh, TGIF and or like wine time, maybe just hang in there. Just let, yeah, just leave it at that. Maybe, maybe like your colleagues aren't um, interested in your poetic takes on the war. No, but maybe they are. And yeah, no, clearly they are not. I think this was the, 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 the reaction was resounding. I like to think they go to HR and they're like, um, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I don't mean to be like um, step on anyone. I like, I don't, I feel bad to, but like, 
have you seen Jackson? Like, do we have a policy on depressing poetry here? Is that <laughs> I never thought we'd no need policy? this. You know, you think it would just be yeah, a given? I, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, there's always a story come... behind a sign. You know, like why is that sign there? Why do we have this policy? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's yep. going to be in the contract when people start working there. You're listening to Radical Radio 3CR. Bisexual Alliance Victoria is a not-for-profit organisation dedicated to equality and justice for multi-gender attracted people, including bi, pan, regardless of label or no label at all, their partners and allies. Bisexual Alliance runs discussion groups in person and online. The group offers a safe and fun space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your sexual identity and provide peer support. Bisexual Alliance is especially keen to hear from multi-gender attracted people in regional and rural Victoria. Donations of $2 or more to Bisexual Alliance are now tax deductible. For more information, visit our website at bi-alliance.org, email info at bi-alliance.org or find us on Facebook or Twitter. A 3CR supporter. Mohammed El Halabi has been held in an Israeli prison for almost six years, with still no verdict on the charges of diverting millions of dollars of World Vision and Australian aid money to terrorism, despite both the Australian government and World Vision finding no evidence of misused funds. For Palestinians, the Israeli justice system means closed courts, secret evidence, torture, and long delays. Join Amnesty, the Australian-Palestine Advocacy Network, and Free Palestine Melbourne in a vigil to mark Mohammed's birthday and call for his release. The vigil will be held at 2 p.m. on Saturday, the 2nd of April at Federation Square. Stand up for justice for Mohammed El Halabi and for Palestine. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. CR Community Radio, 855am. You're listening to Uprise Radio on 3CR, radical radio based in Melbourne, Australia. Right now we're talking to Rose Callahan, comedian, about her upcoming show for this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Young, Dumb and Full of Mum. Back to your show about being a mm. parent, um... What's been the most shocking thing to you about becoming a parent? Um, just how bad some guys are and lazy and how they just, like, let their partner do everything and then just, like, we all act like, oh, society has come to some, like, it's come so far and, like, you know, like, we're like not completely equal, but we're getting there. And then you have a kid and it's just like, it's like, oh, it's 1950. Like, especially I get annoyed when like people that are theoretically forward thinking, etc., are then also just like a bit lazy with their kids and just like let their um, female partner just do everything just getting up in the night and like taking a whole year off work and then like taking sick days. And it just has this whole like domino effect of like flowing on 
to like the woman just keeping on doing everything forever. It's like, well, like when people will say to me, like, <clears throat> I remember when Freddie was really little, um, somebody in my family like was holding him and he started crying and he was like, oh, he wants his mum. And I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, he wants his mum. I'm like, he's literally, he's like, he's like a month and a half old. He like barely, know, he can barely see me. Like he's, I'm like a blob that makes milk to him. He doesn't have separate, he's not even old enough to have separation anxiety. He doesn't want me. Like, what do you mean? Have you even read any on any of the books on baby development? Like that's, and they, but really they're just like, oh, it's crying. I'm going to give it back to its mum. It's like, give it to its dad or heaven forbid, just hold the baby. Maybe mm, try rocking minutes. the baby. Or checking yeah, if the baby's nappy is full or, you know, one of the things that might make you cry out in discomfort. You know, they're not normally crying yeah, for like, no reason. No, exactly. So, and I guess, and then also just that thing of like, oh, women are better at this stuff or like, oh, it wants its mum because, you know, she's just so naturally good at that. It's like, no, it's just because she's been at home for six months and now she knows how to do all the stuff. She's learned the stuff, like, yeah women just know they just, they just know. know it's just their instincts they just and it's like that's like going to somebody in uni like just say you were a doctor and just like man you're so good at this it's like you just inherently know just a healer like, oh, you're no, just I, a healer no i studied like, for six just, years yeah. you just have that instinct like no i went to university and it was really hard to get into i studied for six years and i had to work at a hospital like man you just have that natural, that natural skill. Incredible. Wish We've I could seen do that. a lot of people to... over online over the past two years that have had a lot of kind of natural instincts to understand medicine and, um, you know, vaccines oh, yeah, and definitely. things like that. So yeah, it's incredible. Just do your own research. You know, mm. hey, all you need to do is you need to just get on GoDaddy.com, buy a domain name, get on Squarespace, set up your own website. Just chuck your opinions up there and yeah, put a you donate know. button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most importantly, um, put a donate button. Yeah. That's it's like, hmm, how do we know if, if this is a valid source? I don't know. Are they asking for money on their website? <laughs> or are they linking to like, what's that thing with the horse? Was the horse ivermectin? Yeah. It turned yeah. out like one of those. Big anti-vaxxer guys was selling heaps of ivermectin on his website. It's like, hmm, horse guys, dewormer. Are we seeing, mm. yeah, yeah. Sounds are we seeing, healthy. Can, oh, there was also a big charity thing in um, Byron, like a flood, like a flood fund thing, and it's like these anti-vaxxers and people are like, wait, are you? Where is the money going? They're like, yeah, we're just we're doing stuff with it. It's like, okay, well, you're not a registered charity. Um, you spent the rest of the last two years yelling at people about how vaccines are a conspiracy by the government. But um, yeah, by all means, you seem like very trustworthy. Yeah, to date they've raised like two hundred and eighty grand or something for flood relief. I thought it was five hundred and sixty grand. I don't know. Oh my god. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. You could buy so many 5G towers with that. Mm. You absolutely oh, could. I oh. fire in Mullumbimby the other day. In Mullumbimby of all places. Mm. Shock. Shock. Um, I wonder how many hospital beds you could buy um, or uh, ventilator systems with that money. They would be useful. 
Um, well, thank you. We're pretty much out of time, I think. Um, thank you for joining us. The show begins at the Butterfly Club on the 4th yes. of April. You can buy tickets at the Butterfly Club's website or through the Melbourne International yes. Comedy Festival's website. Oh, I'm, or... also, I'm also doing an Auslan show oh, cool. as well. Um, so I don't know. The de- if you Google it, it's on the Comedy Festival website. I'm doing one of them is an Auslan show with an interpreter, so that'll be cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing some of your thoughts on parenting and various other, uh, what are they called? Diversions across opinions. Musings. Yes. Musings. Yes. It's been thoroughly enjoyable. (laughs) Thank you. Is the technical term. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks Rose. Thank you. Thanks heaps to Rose for that chat and myself, Mercedes and James will be back next week. Uh, Mercedes has a special interview with Leandra, a woman uh, right in the middle of the horrendous floods that are gripping the east coast of Australia. That's next Wednesday on Uprise Radio. And we're going to go out with one of my favourite tracks about parenting. This is Paul Simon with And That Was Your Mother.
there's kind of a lot of a lot of things that are coming up to the fore at the moment as well, particularly in terms of the way that we imagine, for example, essential work and also sort of essential community life or essential caregiving um, and how those how those function. If we think about sort of the way that queer family often takes very, very sort of different forms and very you know important and meaningful forms that often don't match the picture of normative, heteronormative family life, but how so many of the of the affordances or the restrictions or the kind of the, the government governmental sort of imagining of the way that we should live and what we need to live and what we need to survive really is shaped around heteronormativity. You know, it's around the family life in the suburb, as opposed to many, you know, single individuals who have shared queer family both sexual and community connections that sustain them and that kind of give them give them life and give them give them sort of energy and comfort and safety and security and support you're listening to 3cr community radio 855 am on digital and online 3cr radical radio You know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years. Well, it's supposed to be casual employment. People want full-time jobs. They don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any any days, any leave or what's, whatsoever. Especially, you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment, they're sitting home. You know, people want full-time employment and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment. And look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following. In the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, we've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... And people want it. We want to be full-time employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.